0: This podcast is brought to you by JewishPodcast.org. Start your very own podcast today at jewishpodcasts.org. We are continuing now the reasons, some of the reasons why Rabbonim Machshirim, other Rabbonim, and educated kosher consumers do not want to rely or use practically anything from the Star Cage. Uh, there was a story a few years ago in Baltimore, on Tsum Gedalia, the restaurant was closed, but really what they were doing is they were cashing the place because they realized they served French fries that was pre-cooked non-kosher beef tallow. Nobody was told why it was closed. They really should have told people because people went and took those French fries, took it home, Thinking that it was power of a place, whatever it was, usually it was power. That's the kind of store that it was. And they didn't realize that they have to possibly kosher that Kalum because it was actually tape uh, French fries they were doing, and they didn't tell anybody. But the big thing that the, the Starker had a meeting about it is how in the world did Rabbi Shane find out about it? and he publicized about it. Then I had somebody ask Rabbi Kolevsky, who was the Royce Basin over there. If they asked him if you have to notify the people by kosher Taylor, he says, no, he says, they never asked me any shyness to start, okay? There was a butcher store in Bayonne, New Jersey, that the local rabbin from Staten Island and the surrounding Jewish areas told their congregants to refrain from using that butcher store because the meat is questionable at best and cannot be trusted. The state of New Jersey kosher enforcement was also looking into the so-called kosher butcher who were unable to nail him due to the fact that he was technically under the supervision of some rabbi lo and behold the star k gives the Ashgache without so much as contacting the local rabano to find out if the butcher store is owned by a person that can be trusted when i asked dr pollock how can you give Ashgach such a butcher because if you find ah it was all political that the rabbonum said not to buy from the butcher did you check he says yes I spoke to the rabbi afterwards, and they all said they were never contacted. There was a non-religious Jew that had a bakery in the Maryland area, and he was under the Star K, and they let him be open to sell wholesale. Because what the non-religious Jew did was he sold the bakery to his non-Jewish wife, so he could be open for they allowed him to be open to the wholesale trade, but not open to the retail trade. And if he sold it, basically. To um, his wife, who's a shiksa, he has no problem. See, Rashi and Kahelis addresses that. Peruk Aleph, Pasek Yudzayim, the Rashi says over there, I guess that's where the kid usually heads, and we're questioning why Rabbanim and others don't want to rely on them. Ultimately, we're talking about that Shchita and uh, Galil Shchita false poultry. The plant eventually, in the short period of time, had to close up because the publicity went out that much of the scandal that was going on over there, and then Rabbi Rubin's report said that you're talking about 20% of the veils of tapers, and then the Star K went and made a forgery on the, on the report from Rabbi Rubin, so eventually had to close up, and Galil Poultry moved at that time, moved over to uh, Empire. And then they started over there, basically also intimidation of the Shachtim, which they're very, very good in that. And basically they taught the workers, they did it in the other place also, there is no respect to have for a Shaychet, a Boydik, or a Majgir. Basically they're regular, regular employees. You could trample on them, you don't have to listen to them, you could do whatever you want. It's basically degrading, degrading the Shochitim. And most plants with other ashgaches, Rabbi, the Rabbi said this, the Rabbi said that, these kind of things. You could read up all about it on from the Debrezina with the Shechita that there was by Chaimowitz International. They have a whole pamphlet. If anybody wants a copy of the pamphlet, basically send an email to me at kashrusy, K-A-S-H-R-U-S-Y, at AOL.com. If you also want a copy of Reb Moshe Sternbuch's letter where he says not to rely on them, you know, because of the wine, and we know from Reb Shalem Zalman Robach, um the, the Bishop uh, Akam things, which causes all the intermarriage that's caused by the Star K. If you want copies of those things, etc., please uh, send me an email. Again, kashrus, y, kashrusy, K-A-S-H-R-U-S-Y at AOL.com but please indicate in the subject line what items you want because I'm not gonna just send that everything to everybody. You have to ask for it specifically which letter which letters you want to have, which pamphlets, etc cetera, etc. Cetera. The talk I had by the Sheitas basically, they used to count in a velus that a shochit has over there. So where the Shachan basically complained to the rabbinic administrators brother, they said, you know, we have two seconds to make a decision if it's an avail or not, that we're being intimidated and everything, and they count what it is, and then they start, they call us into the office, and they say, you had too many availers yesterday, you have to bring down the camp. How can I bring down, you know, this real, real intimidation? So the rabbinic and the said, well, what you do is take some of your chickens and availers, throw it into a different show if Let him worry about it. Each one's got a fence for himself. You know, don't worry about it, and each one, but I feel it's very important that we do count, and we know exactly what it is, and you make sure you have a good chita. Then, uh, basically, in, in Empire, the Schachtel decided they were so, being so intimidated everything by uh, the Star k they decided they have to form a union. And they formed the union, and uh, basically, so they decided in they have to get rid of the unions. The first thing is try to go after the head of the union, uh, guy, I, I believe his name was Ephraim Abramson. So they found a little thing over here and they decided, Oh, that's good enough. You violated the ethics of Kashrus and we don't want you any more Shechting on the line, you have to leave the plant. So the Sheikh basically was aware, oh by the way I most I didn't say it before. I did send uh, four Hasmonis from the Bezdn, Koila Rabanam, Rabbi Melinovich was the head of it, sent to the Star K and they refused to come to the entire. so basically they were ruled to be a Masarabla din. So when this uh, Abramson decided he wants to go to court with them, his question was, does he have to go to the interior first? And I gave him a copy of the Azmanes that was sent out, and he went and he asked Israel, and Israel says, no, somebody that's Misar of Din, you don't have to go to Bezden with him, you could go straight to court. If, if, and basically, I was um, taken as the expert witness to testify on behalf of the Shaykh, that it was not a violation of Kashos, etc., and they had me on the... Deposition uh, there for about eight hours. And ultimately, the Star Cage Insurance Company, or whoever else it was together with them, had to pay out $500,000 to the Sheikh. Then they went and they sent the to Bezdin of uh, Bezdin, which, uh, by the way, we'll get into that another time, uh, to demand back the money that it costed them to pay out for these things and all their expenses. And he didn't bother answering, because basically, somebody that's a Masada doesn't go to the Torah, you don't have to go with him to the Torah, very simple. There was a company called Nordica Cheese Company, which was under the Star K, and it listed as a, Yisrael, a Yisrael product. And yeshiva people in Lakewood said that something doesn't add up over here, with this thing being Chal Yisrael. At a later date, they discovered that the cheese itself is Chal of Stam, Vacuum, whatever you want to call it, but it was creamed with Chal roll And once it was creamed with Chal roll, the Star K felt... They could call the cheese Chol roll and the people were using it so called as Chol Yisrael without being aware of this little chokma that if you creamed it, and I don't know where they got this kind of thing, that if you cream it with Chol Yisrael, it becomes Holy roll Then there was a Romano cheese, a distributor of Romano cheese. Somebody contacted, um, regarding the Romano cheese, contacted a large uh, distributor that he needs Romano cheese, but he doesn't need it to be from Holy roll he needs Chol stuff. The distributor says that they can't get from that Romano cheese from Europe under the OU because it can't meet the OU criteria. But if you want, we could get it Star-K approved, even though it's not Chol raw The family of uh, Reb Shloyman Zalman Robach published Shlom, the Alicha uh, the Yom Tov edition. And they had in there the discussion that I had with Rabbi Shlomo Zalman regarding um, uh, Bishop Yisrael, It's after a longer discussion. Where he addressed over there that the cause, you know, the, the Star-K's on installing a light bulb in an oven with a battery considered Bishop Yisrael. So Rabbi Shlomo Zalman says that that is one of the biggest causes of intermarriage. So the Star-K, when it was printed over there, the Star-K had the nerve that they got a hold of the Khalifa Shlomo they doctored those two pages to come up with a whole different thing that it says there. Then they went to Hershey Friedman and they got him to publish a, Hersh, a Friedman uh, edition that didn't have that part in there because they didn't want anybody to know that the story, Alma says, that the Star K is the cause of a lot of um, a lot of intermarriage all over. say with the wine which the uh, uh, Sternbuch addresses, and with the Bishul Yisrael thing that Rav is on, and so they went and did that, and they put out all over, removed the other ones from Batei Madrashe, and on and bookstores and everything else, and put in the Friedman edition, poor Hershey Friedman. Why was the Star K acceptable by the Oilam and the Yeshivalites, so-called as, as our type of Ashgacha? Because in the beginning, the Star K did not give any Ashgacha to Chol of Stam, Chol of Akum, only Chol Yisrael. So everybody thought, oh, this is one of the, what we're really looking for. But it was all a ruse. Because eventually, when the Star K realized how much money there is in the, in the Chalavakim market, they were looking for a Shabbos guy that could cover for them. That's not the dead giving on Chalavakim. And they found basically Young Israel to go along with that. They throw them a couple of bucks over there a year. But they run the whole thing. Young Israel has no idea what it is. It's not their people. It's all run out of the Baltimore Star K office. The whole thing. I was in, uh, I believe it was the Philippines, I was there in, uh, doing Ashgacha, so Shabbos, I was in a, in a hotel, and somebody knocks on my door, okay, I open up the door, it's a particular rabbi, he's also here for Ashgacha, and uh, after talking to him a few minutes, I realized right away for which Ashgacha he's there, it didn't take long to figure out, because they basically, the, the Starrcade tries to take, even people, you know, other can tell me when they meet uh, somebody on the plane, you talked to him for a few minutes, you could realize right away if he's a uh, star K. gear when basically you see it, uh, you know, they try to take robots, guys, that's not going to chap, Nobody street smart doesn't happen what's going on, you know, as it goes, you know, they pay very little, you, you pay peanuts, you know what you get, but the kid says, so that one tells me, let me introduce you, I was here a number of times, let me introduce you over here to the hotel, uh, you, uh, I'll get you hot water for coffee, etc., I say, uh, and then he says, you could get the him to go up on the tree. They'll get you down some coconuts, fresh coconuts, sweet coconuts. I say, where do you get hot water over here for coffee? He says, over here, everything, you know, for a couple of cents. You give a guy to go into the kitchen in the hotel over there. He'll bring you hot water. So he says, okay. So he goes, he brings out a cup of hot water. I say, one second, could you show me where you got the hot water from? He says, over there, I, got, I go to the chef. So I say, I want to see where it comes from. So I go over there, and I'm looking for an urn. Lo and behold, I find they have what's called a stock pot, that they have hot water constantly on the stove. When the chef or any of the workers need hot water for a thing, they take the ladle that they just had, and the other of for food, whatever it is, milk, explosions, everything else like it, they put it in there, and they take it. And from this, we took his hot water for his coffee, so you really had um, uh, real boss uh, of over there. But the star Camp show is going to say it's not possible because if it's really trade for meat or horse meat, it's not possible. So technically they may be right, but that's the kind of thing that they had that their was always taking water over there. Because he didn't bother even going into the kitchen to see where they're taking the hot water to give him. That's what basis. Any Mashgiich would know that. Then I did, we had some coconuts. I said, how do you open up the coconut? He said, I sent it into the kitchen. So I go in with the, with the guy into the kitchen to see how to do it. And the chef goes, takes his big butcher knife. And the coconuts over there are much softer than the ones that we have, which is very hard that you need a hammer to break it. And he just gives a slice off the top. And I take a look at the knife. Full schmaltz, fats, everything else like it. And that's what you have that landed up into your coconut and the liquid and everything else like it. But that's what it is. Could you expect anything better from them, Ashkisham? Not really. They were given Ashgacha to Foremost Catering, which everybody knows Foremost Catering is basically a frayid that married a Shiksa. And uh, they gave Ashgacha, was a letter that I saw that somebody wrote to Randy, the owner of Foremost Catering. I'm sure you interviewed the Chof the O OK, K, the O U, and everybody else. Why did you decide on the end to take the Star K over all the other ones? I'll tell you the truth why. He says, basically, I got to tell you, they were so tough with certain criteria they wanted. They wanted to have separate soul shakers for milchiks and fleshiks. You know, it's an expense. You got to get new soul shakers. You got to keep them separate. You got to keep them marked and everything. But I got to tell you, the leniencies that they gave me for Shabbos and Yonza was literally worth everything. And it was in a letter. Very nice. I think I'm going to read you now a letter, very interesting a letter that was signed by the administrator of the Starcade. He writes like this, Congra- Congratulations to you on the acquisition of your new store. I hope you'll succeed in making it a profitable venture. Upon my return from Europe, I learned that you sold meat to the Baltimore Island, which was not produced in a Starcade facility, nor did it have any rabbinic supervision whatsoever. While this was deceptive enough, something I would never have believed you would do. It was compounded by your cover-up tactics and your efforts to lead us to believe that the meat was indeed from a Star Cage supervised facility. I'm sure you realize the implications of trying to undermine the truth of the origin of the meat. The last person that did that to the Star Cage got his deserved retribution. I don't know what that was. If anything else in this vein would happen in the future, our relationship will be terminated. In the meantime, we're contemplating which action to take. I hope you'll take this matter to heart and the public will be able to feel confident they're buying kosher meat from your facilities. Interesting. Every other kosher organization would drop the Hashgaka like a hot potato. Not long after that, a couple of months later, another letter from the Star Case, signed by the rabbinic administrator and the president this time, this is to inform you that the Vada Kashris is extremely dis- disturbed by your recent antics and harassing and preventing our representative from overseeing the Kashrut at your establishment. Last week, you interfered with the rabbi as he was attempting to discuss Kashris' procedures with our Meshgiyach. On the following Shabbos, the rabbi was publicly humiliated in shul by you. This will follow several material Kasha violations, in some of which you personally were involved. Since the above results in added time and effort, and is putting a strain on our kashrut staff, where more gacha is necessitated, necessitated, we are raising the monthly fee to hundred dollars or an additional hundred dollars per month. As you well know, we originally reduced your fee, anticipating that having two separate locations owned by a single individual, would be somewhat easier to certify than two establishments operated by different owners. Unfortunately, the negative attitude and attempts to provoke our masjidim into becoming suspicious of one another require a great deal more effort on the Vats part. In addition, we're demanding that a public apology is in order to the rabbi of the Star K and that in the future you and your staff refrain from this type of self-serving behavior. There's a third thing, that there was a notice that went up in the store that anybody that bought uh, beef bones between this date and this time and this date and this time should please call up the vada kashris because it was determined that those bones were traced. Interesting. Where is the mashgiach? Everything comes in is supposed to be checked by the mashgiach. Well, if you have mashgiach and then you pay peanuts, that's what you get. A big problem was when other Kashrus organizations, basically, you brought these things to their attention, their answer was, yes, but he's a very big Talmud Chachem, so we have to be very careful and respectful, he's a very big Talmud Chachem. It's interesting, you know, I, I'm, I'm not that familiar with every part of Shulchan Aruch, but I found two places in Shulchan Aruch that you look for Talmud Chachem. One is when there's a choyle and you have to be mechal Shabbos, it says you should take a Talmud Chachem that you be mechal Shabbos. And the other place that you can't make somebody into Zucker Mamre unless he is a big tomato. But does that really affect that because of that, that'll be a cover-up on conscious issues when you know it's a problem? Like there was, uh, the Star K does allow caterers to have the guy, Shabbos morning, take a prime rib that was just only partially cooked, not even mastermindery, so leave it in the refrigerator overnight, and they want to serve hot prime rib, on Shabbos Day. So they let the guy take it out of the refrigerator, put it into the oven on Shabbos, and then they have prime rib to be able to give hot prime rib, rare, uh, medium done, well done, whatever you want to have, but they have it over there to give it on Shabbos. He was once uh, approached, um, the rabbinic administrator approached by the rabbinic administrator of the OU, and he says, could you tell me how in the world you allow such a thing? So he says, let me ask you, if there would be a mistake, and a guy, by mistake put it in, it would be a bediever, and he put it in, he took it off the stove, and he wasn't supposed to everything else, would you allow such a kind of thing? He says, i got to think about it, but could be there would be a way, if it happened all by mistake, and the guy did it on his own, that I basically would allow the thing. So he says, so your question to me is, why am I allowing chachila to do, uh, put something into the oven which you would allow bediever, I don't feel that I have to respond to that to you. Thank you. I'll continue the series on the Starkhead another at a, another date, but this is in the meantime what it is. And basically, you're starting to get the picture. This is what you could see basically is.